Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicky. And this is Larissa. And I like the way you say tips. Tips. It's very tips. It's very happy. <laughs> tips. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be talking about three terms that are often used when talking about waste. Those terms are reduce, reuse, and recycle. So we're going to be talking about the definition of each and provide you with some ways you can help our planet out by participating in these three, reducing, recycling, and reusing. And before you start thinking, now I know what each of these mean. Next podcast, please. I'm good. (laughs) Stick around because I know I thought I knew a lot about recycling myself, but it's one of those episodes where when I put this together, I thought, I did not know that, or I did not consider that. So please stick around. You know, and it's funny. Um, I This is one of my favorite topics. I love this. Um, so I'm glad we're doing this. But w- reduce, reuse, recycle. I it, That's like in my head from when I was a teenager, long time ago. Uh, I was, I, I cross-stitched a lot because, you know, I was like a homebody nerd. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, I remember I made a, I found a pattern for uh, like a, it was for, it was, well, okay, so it was reduced, reused, and it had like the earth and it had like all that, you know, so I cross-stitched that for my mom and I think it's still hanging in her uh, kitchen, I guess, but it it hung there for years anyway. But yeah, so uh, every time I think of of those words, I think of that. Very cool. That's awesome. I, you know, I and there's an, another interesting little tidbit about these three terms that I learned while putting this together. But we'll get to that in just a second. Ooh, suspense. <laughs> Before we do that, this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast is being brought to you by Old San Antonio Trading Post. What is our, that? That is our online vintage store. Have you ever caught your saying? Is yourself saying they just don't make them like that anymore? Yes, every single day about everything. <laughs> Larissa and I have, which is why we decided to open up a shop filled with many of the clothes, shoes, games, toys, and housewares that we grew up with. Vintage items are not only fun and unique, but reusing them helps us free up space in landfills, helps reuse things. So we're going to get to that too, about what all that means. But So it's essentially good for the planet. If you're looking for something vintage chic to wear or for your home, check out OldSanAntonioTradingPost.com. Absolutely. And I will say, not just from when we grew up, but before, because I just listed um, a lot of three pairs of lace socks, new, like, I don't sell used socks, I don't sell used underwear (laughs) uh, uh, from the 60s. And I'm not quite that old. So even before us, 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. Yeah, we find some really, really cool stuff. And just so you guys know, a lot of our stuff is found through estate sales. So a mm-hmm. lot of times they're, yeah. somebody's moved or somebody's passed on and they're, um, they have these, they're just uh, selling these sometimes to pay for medical expenses mm-hmm. or trying to, you know, clear out a house or whatever. Clear out the house to sell yeah. it. And, and, you know, it's amazing to me how many people are, I, and I don't want to say hoarders because oh, we've been to some hoarder houses. Collectors. How Collectors, about this? But there's so many people that who have buy in bulk 
uh, you know, if you find something you like, you know, you're going to buy like 10 pairs, right? But then they don't go through all of those. And so they put them in a drawer. So, okay, I'm going to wear them. And, and so they still have tags or they're and you know, like, like those socks, some of them are from the 60s or the 50s that are in original packaging. And it's so cool. I love that. Yeah, you know? it is. It's fun too, to, to see some of that stuff that yeah. you never thought you'd see again. <laughs> all right. Are we ready to get into our main topic? Yes, we are. Okay, a lot of what we're going to cover today comes directly from the United States Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA. But just because you're not from America doesn't mean that a lot of these definitions and concepts aren't going to apply for, apply to you. Mm-hmm. So again, please stick around because you can easily find your own. There, this is such, this is, I'm so grateful that while I think there's still a lot of things that we need to do in this area of saving our planet, obviously that it's at a point where it's not been before. I mean, it's another one of those things where it's being paid attention to, and it's not just like a fringe movement anymore. It's more of a mainstream type of movement. Absolutely. And, you know, I, and uh, on that note, I like the fact that, you know, more and more things are either being made from recycled materials or are, recyclable so recycling programs are expanding the types of things that they can take Mm -hmm. so before it was just you know long time ago it was just like the plastics that had the little one and two on the bottom and now it's the five and six and so there are more and more types of materials that are being um, recycled which i think is great yeah, that and the other thing, like like I said, I was born and raised here in San Antonio, Texas. There really was not, at least not to my knowledge, any sort of formalized recycling no. plan when I grew Mm-mm. up. There was no recycle bins or anything like that. We didn't pay attention to that. And no. now it's very common. So. Right, definitely. All right, so here, okay, so here is something when I just mentioned and I kind of teased in our intro that I did not know about reduce, reuse, recycle, but this is actually a hierarchy. Hmm. I didn't realize that. I, I knew those words, but not really that there was a, spe- a certain order to that, meaning that the first thing you should try to do is reduce. And we're going to talk about the definitions of each of these and some examples. So reduce your overall consumption your overall of consum- everything. Mm-hmm. Reuse where you can and then recycle. So we're going to we're going to talk about the definition. of that. So let's talk about reduce first. And then you just kind of already talked a little bit about it. OK, so, you know, reducing waste means basically finding ways to use less materials and energy to minimize waste and to um, consume less natural resources. So what, whether that means reducing by manufacturers or reducing as a consumer, so buying less things that are that have packaging to, to be disposed of. So it kind of works both ways, right? Exactly. And the, this is why it's listed first in that hierarchy as like the best thing you can do because it's never been created in the first place. Right. Right. So right. if it's never created in the first place and it's like doing the least damage to the planet. Right. So that's what uh, calrecycle.gov, the website for California's Department of Resources, Recycling and Recovery. And of course, California would have something like that. Of course. (laughs) Whether any other state does, California would. Go Cali. (laughs) Uh, So according to their website, the waste reduction, that's the the best approach because it reduces uh, waste management costs overall. Right. It's never created to begin with. Right. Exactly. So examples. Repairing versus discarding. 
canceling unnecessary mail so that's a big one that's a big one i mean that's like you know you you can unsubscribe easily from like email lists but to get to where you can like cancel your you know house all the stuff that you don't need that comes in the mail (laughs) the physical mail (laughs) i know and you know the worst all of those stupid political flyers Mm -hmm. i remember we got the mail the other day and i sat there and counted how many i think there were like eight or nine yeah in one like mailbox pull right so So while it's good that what happens typically is we'll get the mail, then we extract the one or the two pieces and, yeah. that we have, and then a whole handful of stuff goes right into the recycle bin. So you can see where mm-hmm. if that mail was never created, great, it's being recycled. But if had, that had not been created in the first mm-hmm. place, you can see where that would be a better position than having to recycle it, right? Right, right. So another thing is um, not using disposable plates or utensils when you're at home. Uh, try not to use them at all, but specifically when you're at home. So, you know, um, if you if you haven't bought any regular plates, invest in a set of plates. You know, you can pick them up at an estate sale. Hey, you can pick them up on our on our in our store. We've got lots of vintage plates. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, shameless plug there. Uh, but yeah, don't uh, don't use paper plates at home. It, they're just going to go in the trash. And most of the time, they don't even get put in the recycle bin, even though they're paper, because they've got food waste on them. Right. And the other thing is, that on, kind of along those lines, is the plastic bottle water bottles. Mm-hmm. Those make me cringe. And we got, we still have, I need to probably, mine is probably due for, because I've beaten mine <laughs> so much. But I have a Camelback uh, insulated. Yeah, the- I'll, I'll put a link to what we have but we love those things because it's a camelback uh, water bottle and it's stainless steel it's stainless steel and what i like about that that because we thought about they also have plastic ones but it gets so hot in san antonio that with these insulated bottles if we leave it in the car the outside will get hot but the inside stays cold and i don't know if you remember but the first camelback ones that i bought us years ago the stainless steel ones were not insulated and yeah put them in the car in texas (laughs) and walk out even for 15 minutes you come back and you can't even touch that and if you take a sip it's like it scalds all the way going down it's not good but But if you wanted to boil something that would be good (laughs) if you want to make hot tea just put some water in an uninsulated stainless steel camelback leave it in your car in texas for 15 minutes and then stick a tea bag in there you but again, tea. the ones we get now are insulated, so <laughs> right. that works a lot better. <laughs> right. Yes. Do put the do put that link in the show notes because they're amazing bottles. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that I, this is one where I said hmm, I I probably have thought about this to an extent, but not really as deeply as when I was putting this outline together. But over buying perishables. So one thing is like meal planning. Hmm. That is a simple thing that you think. Oh, I need to do that. I need to do more of that. And we've done a much better job thanks to like plan to eat or mm-hmm. anything. You could even if it's just a blank piece of paper and you're just writing down your meals. But that food that you waste when it goes in the trash can, if you're mm-hmm. not composting, that is, or anything like that, it is it's still waste. Mm-hmm. And you don't really think about that. And it's crazy that I was reading that 40%, there was an article that I found from the National Resources Defense Council. This is a US based, that discusses how America wastes up to 40% of its food. That Mm. is crazy when you think about how many people go to sleep without 
food. They're right. hungry, you know. Right. So meal planning is, I think, one of those underestimated things that you don't think you think about more for the good of your household, like mm-hmm. saving money and, and such. saving time. You don't and think stuff. about it like it's for the for the planet, but it really right. is. Right. Well, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, another thing is uh, to buy in bulk when possible, whether it's food or like um household supplies or anything like that anything where you can buy in bigger quantities that has so you'll have less packaging because obviously if you buy like um a five pound bag of flour or whatever and you use one of those a week say then every week you're buying another plastic bag or paper whatever of flour but if you can go to uh like whole foods or somewhere and get flour from the bins and you can get like 20 pounds of flour then that's one bag instead of four plastic bags yeah and we found some really cool um produce bags that mm-hmm. they also hold like things don't they hold uh, other things also than produce or well the mesh one? ones don't uh, um well the mesh ones you could put you can't put flour in them well, right but right. you can but do you nuts can do you can nuts do and yeah stuff, anything right. in bulk like uh, that. yeah you just made me thinking about when you said bulk right because that is something that i hadn't really done before you and mm-hmm. i got together mm-hmm. and you kind of introduced me to that and then we have those bags that we bought i'll put a link mm-hmm. to those too mm-hmm. we get a lot of requ- like people saying what were those bags again yeah uh, i'll put a link to some bags in re- reusable right. produce bags in the show notes well and they're really great they're mesh they're cloth they're you know they're you throw them in the washing machine you can get different sizes and it's great so instead of when you go to you know buy produce at the grocery store instead of pulling those plastic bags you just take these with you and then put them in there and then i would even uh, because we have the the scales where you can weigh and then you put in it prints the label out i just they don't stick the label doesn't stick on the mesh very well so i just wrap it around it has like a drawstring so i just like fold that label in half over the drawstring and that way they can scan it at the checkout yeah we even had some people approach us one time right asking Mm -hmm. what are the what are those those are cool (laughs) yeah like here's a bad card you can i cringe every time we forget those because i'm like i know i know okay so let's talk about reusing Okay. And this may sound kind of basic and elementary, but let, we're just setting the ground here. Yeah, I um, feel like I should have a pointer and like a chalkboard. <laughs> Reuse. <and> then <laughs> okay, so reusing refers to using an item again, whether it's for its original purpose or a new one. That's right. So you might think about things like, for example, we you made a video about creating your own foam soap mm-hmm. and your own hand soap. Uh, yeah. Hands, yeah, your own foaming hand soap and your own cleaner. Mm-hmm. You could use existing plastic bottles to store those in. And I know we have used the we ha- used to have we bought some foaming soap and then you just right. we're reusing those over and over again. So that's a good example of reusing. Right. Um, uh, another thing is when you're cleaning, don't use paper towels. Use a, a rag that you can just toss in the washer. Or so, dryer sheets. You can reuse dryer or, sheets. Yes. To dust. Can re- yep. That, that's true. Uh, you can also just, instead of just throwing out old, I don't know who would do that, but I guess people do, old clothes or, or trashing household items, um, take them to a shelter. There are plenty of people who need clothes, who need household goods, who can't afford them, uh, whether they get donated directly to you know, recipients or they get sold in the uh, thrift store for a shelter. Um, Do that. Definitely. If you can buy things used or secondhand, do that. 
I know some people don't like buying clothes secondhand or used, but you know, there are plenty of things at thrift stores that you can find or consignment stores that are gently used, you know, um, that work well, even, you know, I, I will say, you know, me and my, I grew up very sterile. <laughs> my, <laughs> you grew up with your mom. Bit of an I love your OCD, mom. But she's, like, yeah. <laughs> would wash her hands raw sometimes. But so it took me a while to get used to estate sales. And there's even, you know, and I, I get it. There's some, you, sometimes there's things you just don't want to use because mm-hmm. it belonged to somebody else. But there are other things that it's perfect that I've, are perfectly fine yeah. and and we've reused like for example uh, we found several housewares that i really love just having around the house and they're unique mm-hmm. and you're also getting the most use out of that particular product well not to mention things like um wall clocks or alarm clocks you know um and the great thing about selling vintage is that a lot of times we'll you know keep the product and and as it's listed but we'll use it until it sells right like the clocks I like love the, the clocks. yeah they're like the, so unique i know and it's great because it's not getting stuck in a bin and stored and could possibly get damaged or crushed or, or you know heat damage or whatever it's actually being used right which is what it's intended to do <laughs> all right are we ready to get into recycle Sure. Um, the other thing that um, one thing more thing on reuse that I also wanted to kind of bring up because this is like something that I love to do that I don't do enough of is um, upcycling. Yes. So that's basically the other part of um, reusing where it's you're not reusing it for its original purpose. You're making something new. So as an example, Larissa creates this beautiful upcycled jewelry okay. that she we she just went to an art crawl again. She put her stuff out at this art show. In November. It's like an art stroll. It's the second year art I've crawl. done this one. Yeah. <laughs> Pub crawl. <laughs> Pub crawl, uh, art stroll. Yeah, art stroll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pub stroll art crawl whatever and and she used we were talking about some of that uh that junk mail that Mm -hmm. gets kind of discarded she gets a lot of that and she will roll it into beads and make jewelry out of it and Mm -hmm. it's beautiful we need to link where do we even have that right now do we nowhere right now i'm going to be putting it on poshmark um one of the the platforms we sell on besides ebay is is poshmark and so i will be putting jewelry on poshmark i had to get approval for it and um but I did get that approval, so I will be starting to put it out there. Um, and so anybody who's interested, I, I love to do another shameless plug. I love to do uh, commission pieces. So uh, if, if you're interested, hit me up, uh, send me a Facebook message, uh, send me an email, you know, let's chat. All right. All right. Ready to recycle? Let's do it. All right. So this is from the EPA website, the, the definition. Recycling is the process of collecting and processing materials that would otherwise be thrown away as trash and turning them into new products. So sometimes it's hard. I know this was me. Again, this is one of the ways you've made me a better human and a better person to be on this planet <laughs> is that you've really gotten me a lot more into recycling. I know when we first got together, I didn't, again, I just didn't think about it that much because that's not necessarily how I was, how I was raised. And it was just a different time and all that. But, um, when you, you might think how just putting this one plastic Mm. bottle into the recycle bin really make a difference. I think that was a big part of my thinking. And I know a lot of people think that way, but, um, Here's some data from the EPA that might change your mind. So 10 plastic bottles can save enough energy to, 
to power a laptop for more than 25 hours. That's just yeah. 10. So recycling bottles. 10 plastic yeah, recycling. bottles. Wow. Recycling one ton of office paper can help save the energy equivalent of consuming 322 gallons of gasoline. Wow. And then recycling one ton of aluminum cans conserves more than 152 million BTUs, which is the equivalent of 1,024 gallons of gas and 21 barrels of oil. Wow. That's, that's like a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That's crazy. And, you know, it's it really helps to put it in perspective. All right. So real quickly, let's just summarize some of the benefits. And we've talked about a few of these, but just kind of just... Uh, high-level summary. All right, so it saves energy. So it takes energy to manufacture new products. And by reusing items and reducing our consumption, there's just less of a demand. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because you're, you're, you already have it. You don't need to buy new stuff. Right. Another benefit might be it saves you money. So you might receive a tax benefit as well from donating some of the items that you donate. So just make sure you check the IRS website or that you check with your accountant before that you attempt to write anything off. Right. And I will, and I will say about that, you know, we, we donate lots of stuff. Sometimes uh, when we have things that we buy for, to resell that don't sell or that we figure out um, there's something missing or, but they're still good. You know, we just can't sell them. uh, We'll donate those items. But so always get a receipt, Mm -hmm. even if it's for personal stuff, always get a receipt. And most of the time they'll give you a blank, uh, form and you just fill out, you know, what you donated and the approximate amount. You give that to your accountant or if you do your own taxes, then you just file it as a donation. All right. Another benefit is that you can help those disadvantaged find goods that they may need, such as clothing and furniture. So we've talked about thrift stores and then other donation stations that can help those who can't afford to buy products at full retail price find what they're looking for at a reduced cost. So that is a, that's a big deal. And the other thing, this is another reason why I like to go to estate sales. At first I was kind of like, you know, I was very, um, it was kind of hard for me to go to estate sales because a lot of times Mm -hmm. the people have passed away, Mm -hmm. but what you don't realize is people, first of all, a lot of times they're trying to sell these things because they need to clear out their, their parents' estate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that money goes back to help pay for costs of the, of funeral, the medical costs, right. outstanding medical costs, right. outstanding, all sorts of things. And they don't want to see it go to waste because mm-hmm. they could easily just cause a big goodwill or somebody in to just take it. But or take it to really, a landfill. Exactly. So, yeah. So you're getting more, you're reusing some of that stuff and it's better to go to someone else to be reused than to be in a landfill somewhere. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Not to mention just one little aside here. Um, a lot of the products that were manufactured long ago are much better quality than the stuff that's made today. Yes. You know, I mean, good hardwood, good, you know, solid construction, um, just even, even housewares, you know, much better quality than the stuff that's, that's true. Well, the fact that they're still around for this many years too, in some cases is a testament (laughs) in itself. All right. So, uh, help reduce pollution caused by harvesting new raw materials. This is another benefit. So not only does harvesting new raw materials cause pollution, but it also depletes our natural resources. So we need to make sure that we're leaving enough natural resources Mm -hmm. for our future generations to come. Right. And then, uh, saving space in landfills is another, another benefit is, you know, sometimes we don't even think about, or we forget the fact that landfill space is limited. I mean, you can't, if you keep 
if you keep just piling and piling and piling, then we're just going to be one big landfill. Yeah. In the United States, we're not really in a, what we would call a crisis mode with that, but why wait? Mm-hmm. I mean, when there are things we can do now that, you know, and, and there are some landfills that just close because they're full. So I'm not saying it's not a concern. I'm just saying that we don't need to get to that point. It shouldn't be a, that we have to force ourselves into a crisis mm-hmm. to start thinking about these things, especially when there are other uh, options. Right. Yeah. And, uh, decomposition in landfills occurs very slowly. So it's not, and, and it, it gives off all kinds of, it's a breeding ground for bacteria. It's a breeding ground for all kinds of bad things. Um, so yeah, we just want to minimize that as much as possible. Yeah. Landfills are meant for holding garbage. They're not meant to help facilitate decomposition of garbage. So it's a sense essentially sits there. Right. It just sits there. Right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. One thing before we close, one thing I just thought of um, when we were talking about the landfills. When I was a kid, my Nana had a book that was my absolute favorite book for them to read to me when we would go visit. And it was called Who Wants a Pop Can Park? And it was about pollution and about littering. And I, when my, my grandparents passed away, I, the book was gone. I think she probably donated it or gave it to one of her like friends at church who had a little kid or something. And it took me years to find a copy of that book. Uh, it's a little kid's book. And I finally found a copy like on a Libris or a books and I bought it and I've got it somewhere. I've got to find it. And if I find it in time for this to go out, we'll put a picture of it in, oh, uh, cool. in the, the um, show notes. Cause it was my absolute favorite book. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that until yeah. you had mentioned it. Yeah. Before. I'll, have to, I'll have to look for it. Okay. We hope this episode has given you some insight into reducing, reusing and recycling. Again, I think that there's a lot of things that we can all do and just minimally chip chipping in where we can. If Well, we want to pitch in as much as we can, but even <laughs> a minimal effort can really help because if somebody else, just like we say with like the, the Golden Apple Roundtable, mm-hmm. even if you're giving a dollar a month, somebody else's at, is too and it's right. adding up and adding up and together we can help to save our planet. That's right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting VegetarianZen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.